Welcome to this week's episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. After a two-week hiatus, the guys are back to talk to you all about homeowners associations, what they are, and some things you should know about them when you're buying a home. All while enjoying a bourbon that was born and bred in Colorado. From the Whiskey Cartel, the Executive Select Batch Premium Bourbon Whiskey. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks, powered by Living in Colorado, the Mile High Perspective, and Fathom Realty on YouTube. As always, my name is Charlie Sardelli, and I'm here with Jameson Amaros, Oscar Barra. And we are back, baby. We are back. We are back. Sorry about the little, uh, little hiatus, but you know, we got to get some traveling in before the summer comes to an end, right? It's true. It's true. Traveling. I was in Austin. And then? <laughs> then we're all no Vegas. Like, oh, yeah, I was in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. yeah Austin. I was in Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. I was in Austin. Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. Vegas. Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. Right? Which, uh, I'll tell you what, man. I, I was nowhere. I was here. I was working. <laughs> I, uh, I was also working in Austin. My streak ended, though. So I've, I've had this thing where every time I've gone on vacation, mm-hmm. I've gotten something under contract. Nice. I was close when I was in Austin, but it ended up falling through. But I'll tell you what. I love that city. Yeah. For two reasons. Number one, the food. Okay. Like, if you go to Austin, so one of the big complaints about Denver mm-hmm. is that it's all chain restaurants. Like, there's not a lot of mom and pop. That's understandable. You know Especially what I mean? after like, the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's all like, you got, like, Castle Rock, right? We got Buffalo Wild Wings, and we have In-N-Out, and we have La Loma, which is kind of a chain. And we've got all these different Los Dos mm-hmm. Patrias coming out. Good restaurants. I'll change. Austin, dude, it's just mom and pop barbecue, mom and pop Hispanic food. We went to this diner the last day we were there. Yeah. It was, oh, fuck, what was it You called? gotta watch out talking about diners, man. I'm from, no, I'm bro, from the Northeast. So this is how you yeah, knew yeah. it was good, though, okay? <laughs> you go down the street, and it's a Texaco attached to a diner and shares a wall with a cricket wireless. Mm, <laughs> and you, you walk in there, dude, this like stuffed chili relleno was the size of my head. I had smoked brisket breakfast burrito nice. that was like i mean dude nice. it's just the food everywhere well, you I mean, go i just saw something that austin is in the top i think it's top three if not first of population growth yeah because yeah. everybody's flooding there yeah. and it's, i mean it's the food there though is great and downtown rainy street so sick yeah i mean it's just a cool spot i so. uh i didn't did go to I didn't, 10 out of 10 recommend <laughs> No, we did not. I did we not go, to, go to somewhere as as nice. I went. I went to Mooresville, North Carolina. To where? Mooresville, North Carolina. Mooresville, North Carolina. North Carolina. Ring, ding, ding, ding. But ding, it, was, ding. it was for a good cause. Surprised my grandma for her 80th birthday. Like she had no idea we were nice. we were going to be there. And then she walked into the restaurant, saw me and my girlfriend sitting there, and just obviously broke down. So worth it trip. Um, but I also got some uh, home for, home photography out of it too. Nice. Shout out Heather. Thank you very much. Um, Oscar, where'd you go? Absolutely <laughs> crazy is where I went. I went fucking crazy. I went to crazy town. Yep. Crazy town and yep. back. I'm still. Oh man, but hey, jet lag from it. I mean, when we finished last week's podcast, we were kind of going through some different terms and stuff like that. Um, or excuse me, the last podcast, uh, we were going through terms and we got to HOA. We did. And if you guys remember, if you listened, we kind of were like, yeah, that's way too much to to talk that's about. That's one acronym that's like, Ugh. yeah. Yeah. So today's episode, we are going to break down HOA, kind of what it is, how it works, and as a home buyer, what you need to look for and what you need to be aware of when it comes to HOAs uh, and just kind of what to keep your eye out for. Right. right. Um, so we have a couple of questions that are frequently asked questions that we want to kind of go through uh, for you guys. But as always on this podcast, we not only talk about real estate, we drink bourbon, right? We do. And this, this week's bourbon is one of the, I think one of the most special that we've had on the show, 
because it comes straight from Colorado. Uh, and on today's bourbon that we're trying is called the Whiskey Cartel. They are relatively new to the market, uh, came out in 2020. But this, this bottle is really cool because this is actually um, a company owned by the Polizzi family out here. So they actually have uh, a ranch. Ties to the cartel. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Makes sense. The Italian mafia. It makes sense, right? Um, but how I found these guys was uh, I was at, a, at an event a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Charlie met these guys. Yeah, oh. yeah. The, the owners. Personally met and, them. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're down to earth. They're really cool people. But I met yeah, them at so a, you get, you know, find yourself on the Hudson with cement, <laughs> Where's the car? cement shoes. Right? I don't know. I don't know. Our families might have to clash because I still, I still got some pulled back in, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, back in New York. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I met them at a cornhole tournament. They were a vendor there. I uh, started talking to them, said, hey, we got a podcast and we do whiskey reviews. And he was like, oh, you should try ours. So what we're drinking today is the Whiskey Cartel's executive batch. So this is actually something that they did after they started the company. They started the company in 2020, like I said, uh, but they actually started with flavored bourbon. So they have banana, raspberry, strawberry. They're introducing a peach here soon. That's what they stepped into the industry with, flavored? Yep. Mm-hmm. the flavored stuff. Uh, but the cool thing about the flavored is they actually use, instead of just making you know, a three-year bourbon and then kind of adding the flavor to it, they use a premium bourbon. Right. And what we're drinking today, the executive, that is their kind of... Their, their intro bourbon to, hey, this is, this is we're coming in hot. Um, it's 100 proof, right? But when I tasted this at the event, it blew me away. And I was so excited to bring it for you guys. And I think I texted you like immediately after, yeah. guys, look what yep. I got. Yep. Um, because honestly, for a company that really, you know, only started in 2020, what they've done with the, with, with the bourbon is phenomenal. And at least from what I think. Uh, and I, I'm excited to have you guys kind of review it as well. But the cool thing is, this also has an American startup story. So uh, John Polizzi, his family came in uh, into New York and they split, half went to Chicago, half came out here to Colorado. And when they got to Colorado, instead of doing the Chicago thing and going with you know, the, the mafia, they said, yeah, we don't really want too much part of that. We're, we're, gonna, start, we're gonna start growing cattle and, and have, have a ranch. So they started doing that. So their family has been established here for generations. And John, the owner of this company, started doing his own bourbon 15 years ago. Mm. So before even in 2020. Chicago? No, in, in Colorado. Oh, I hear. Yeah. So he actually started doing this himself, and he would make it and then give it out to friends in mason jars. Mm. Um, and it was kind of just a hobby for him. And they decided to come to market because throughout kinda the pandemic. Kind of sounds like whiskey running. Yeah, right. Which <laughs> is what the Chicago Mafia did yeah. during Prohibition. <laughs> so they got story a little, checks out. Little, little foot story in the game, right? Out. Um, moonshine? So, no, it's bourbon. Yes. Well, and that's the cool thing is they started putting it in mason jars just to give it out to friends. And obviously throughout the pandemic, they had more than they needed. So they kept giving it out and they kept getting the feedback. You guys have to come to market. Like this is phenomenal. You got to do it. So this Why is the we product. Meet these people? Right? Well, no, right? They're just giving away bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> come on. <laughs> John Cooper friends. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll take some bourbon. Met with them. Um, and they're honestly they're great people. And I we always talk about you know stories and how they pertain to the bourbon, but I really love their tagline. So the company's name is the Whiskey Cartel, right? And it's basically like become part of the family. Welcome to the cartel. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing with with this bourbon is they want everybody to be included in it, and that's why they brought it to market. I mean, just the I. For me, being the, the New York Italian that I am, I think the, the label is dope. It's kind of got an Oppenheimer feel. I also feel like it's like a 
become part of the family welcome to their cartel yeah by the way if you ever want to leave we'll fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah. you can't drink anymore uh, we'll see. We'll it, has see. A, it has a great gatsby kind of yeah exactly feel in the front exactly and they're kind of just going for that uh that you know real kind of back room uh kind of feel with it you mm-hmm. know like speakeasy kind of feel and I'm, I'm excited for you guys to try it because i think that it it surprised me for sure but as we pour it out, always got to get JC's glass. And like we said, we're, we're already a year over, and we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for, for him and uh, his, his ability to bring people together and love for bourbon. So, Much like the cartel, which he also had ties to in <laughs> Sinaloa. So there you go. Perfect. Works out. Perfect. Full, first, full well, circle, baby. Let's go ahead. Um, cheers it up, guys. Cheers. Cheers. So, hundred proof, um, right? Hundred proof. Yep. And, uh, five year. Yep, five year age. Uh, Did we get any notes? Uh, so it does come forward with a lot of caramel notes, that vanilla note. Yeah. It is a little sweet forward, and uh, you guys will notice for hundred proof that burn on the nose is very, very light. Minimal. Mm-hmm. Very Definitely, sweet. you know, you get the spices. So a lot of that. Yeah. A lot, you know, the cardamom with the sweetness. I mean, the clarity of it as well. We always talk about particulates in it. There's, there's not literally anything floating in this. Um, what's really no, it's cool. It's got a really nice amber color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's really cool about it is one thing that they do is they want to keep it as true to, to true bourbon as possible. But one thing that they do to enhance it at the end is they add in towards the end of the distilling process a little bit of, of caramel. So that's, it, is, it is a little sweeter on the front end. But for me, it was the complexity that kind of grabbed me mm-hmm. after I took that sip. So I'm going to go ahead and get, get that and, first and You know in. what? Caramel lends itself to that because it is, is burnt, right? Yeah. That's how you make caramel. Mm-hmm. So charred barrels or whatever they age it in, yep. I think it kind of meshes well. Well, yeah. now I also want to know how long they charred the barrels because now we know. Yes. Either 15 seconds, 30 seconds, mm-hmm. 40 seconds, or the magic 45 seconds. Well, here's actually the cool thing for everybody that lives in Colorado. They actually just acquired a DSP out, out here in Castle Rock, uh, actually in the last week. So they want to invite people in to teach them about bourbon, teach how it's made, and, and all the difference, differences between them. So I got a, I got a buddy of mine. Uh, I haven't talked to him in a while. His name's Noah, um, but I knew him in college. And he has made his entire career is purchasing and selling and distributing aged barrels. Nice. And he is essentially, he was, I don't know if where he's at. He's probably way higher in the company now. But his job was to go to different countries and go hand choose barrels to then bring them back. Job. I know, yeah, I know. But I wonder if I, I'll try and reconnect with him yeah. just see if he wants to come on because mm-hmm. there's a whole other science. Yeah. But like we talk about the science of, you know, of distilling bourbon. Yes. There's an entire world about oh. just the barrels yeah. themselves. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, think and about that's how many his, different kinds of woods there are. Yeah, that's one thing his job was. Not so all he would go to burn their their own barrels. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he would go Jack Daniels, one of the across few. the yeah. world and be like, "Oh yeah, this week I'm in Germany, and this week I'm in Scandinavia, and this week I'm in Russia." And Where does he live now? He lives in Colorado. We need to try and get I know. Him on, dude. Uh, that, that but would that's be awesome. that that is what he used to do. I, I think he. I, I, it took you a year. <laughs> I know a whole year. Come on. Yep. Like, man, I wish we had the perfect guest. I know. It's like, do we know anybody that doesn't bourbon stuff? Hmm. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and get All right, Noah, you're guys. probably not watching this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna connect with you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, see that 
I, you know, a lot of the time with, with bourbons, especially when they're 100 proof, it, you get the ethanol first. But I think what this one does really well is the spices are forward over the burn from the alcohol. So yeah. they almost mix together. Yeah. I was going to say the way, what I get is I get the burn on the tongue that lingers, mm -hmm. but I get the flavor over top of it. Yes. So like you, you can tell it's higher ABV, mm -hmm. but you get that sweetness that kind of rolls over it and washes it away. Um, I would call much like the cartels. Uh, this is dangerous. Yeah. For a hundred proof. It's, it drinks. I, I tend to keep it in my mouth for a little bit and mm -hmm. see what it does. And it, it drinks and feels very much so like real maple syrup. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it hits it sweet that way. Not that Jemima stuff, like the real maple yes. syrup. Yep. That has a little bit of a bite to it. Yeah. It's yeah. not yeah. super sweet, but it's, it's sweet and yes. subtle. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what it, it emu emulates. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing for me that, that really got me was, like, like we talked about, being 100 proof, we've had 100 proofs that hit the tongue and you go, ah, you know, you kind of rear back. Mm -hmm. But this one, like Jameson said, the fact that this is dangerous is because it's easy. Right. And then you still get, you still get the burn on the tongue mm -hmm. and it stays, but it's, it's more enhancing the flavor. Like This is 80 proof easy. Yeah. Well, right. So what Oscar said, right, that he likes to... I'm going to word this differently. <laughs> <laughs> you get another... Uh, just trying to feel like creamy mouth. Saucy mouth. He likes, to, creamy yeah. <laughs> he likes to hold the taste in before, you know... There's not a good way to say it. Fuck it. There's anyway, that's, that's why the I point even is, try. The point I is, like to keep it in my mouth. That's how many 100-proof bourbons can you really do that with yeah. and not and feel comfortable? Like, mm -hmm. after a little bit, the burn starts to overpower, yep. and you have to ingest it well exactly. and, and then another thing with 100 plus proof don't inhale through your mouth right you yeah. will cough yeah absolutely and this one and you know you get into the habit of just to keep the flavor mm -hmm. but this one's smooth smooth yeah, yeah i like it definitely like again just up front guys this this bottle is definitely one to to kind of seek out um and Where i know did you get it so you can, honestly, there's a couple places around uh, Castle Rock that have it right now. Okay. You can order it off of their website, thewhiskeycartel.com. Um, that's honestly the best, the best way for you to do it right now because they are growing. And if you guys do try it out and you like it, let them know because they're, they're looking to expand. Um, oh, shit. They told me that uh, they're, they're looking to go overseas even with it. So they're, they're gearing up. They got a lot coming down, coming down the pipeline. Like I said, they got a peach flavor coming out. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see where they go from here. I forgot to call you while you were in Austin. I, I was going to ask if you could bring me back a bottle of Eleanor mm -hmm. bourbon. You can't, they, they don't ship. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, it's in Austin. Only. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I've heard of it before. I didn't see it. Yeah. I did see, I guess this is my third my daughter's piece of Eleanor. Austin. That's why, it, and they have a bourbon yeah. down there. The, you always forget, right? You know this because you're from back east. Every time I go to like the Midwest or the East Coast and I go shop for alcohol, mm -hmm. I always forget I have to go to two different places. Yep. <laughs> because one's wine and beer only. And I'm mm -hmm. like, why the fuck is there no whiskey? <laughs> you walk in, you're like, yeah. God damn it, where's the yingling or whatever that <laughs> yeah, old, yeah, old exactly. style? <laughs> but well drink some beer, I can't get back home. In the same parking lot as this diner uh, that was fantastic was that Texaco mm -hmm. sells liquor. And mm -hmm. one of the things they had was... 1.75s of Weller Special Reserve, Special Reserve for $49. And that's wow. what that bourbon should be sold for. Yeah. Yeah, I mean in a Texaco. What the what the bourbon market in general's done over the last 10 years is incredible. Yeah. Just with, with brands like Buffalo Trace, that green one Weller, right there. 
That's my boy, my boy just came out with one. I, 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 I might have to buy it online because I haven't seen it in liquor stores yet. Steph Curry. Yeah. Gentleman's well, cut. Also, you want to talk what, Dr. What is Disrespect? It's a bourbon. It's a, it's a seven-year seven age, his bourbon. He's been working on it for seven years. Dr. Disrespect, he's a very well-known streamer. He just released his own bourbon. Dr. Disrespect. Dr. Disrespect. I, I think we should partner <laughs> we should, and yeah. really, like with these guys. Like, yeah. We'll do like a Mile Real High estate, Perspective yeah. branded Bourbon. That'd be good. If you guys like to see us, let us know. Drop the Mile in the High Bourbon Perspective. The Mile High Bourbon Perspective. Yeah. No, I yeah. mean, there's no Mile High Bourbon. We're just exactly. No, mile High Bourbon. Go for it. Go for Done. it. Um, well, guys, as we let this open and we sip through it, um, Secretary I, I, of State right now. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Before anybody else. Copyright. Copyright. Uh, I think I think it's a good time to move into the topic for the day, which is HOAs. And obviously, the first one, the first question that we want to cover is what is HOA? Yeah, I hope you have the other ones because you don't have an iPhone, so uh, your text messages don't translate to my MacBook. Okay. Okay. Well, I, well I'll, I'll pull them. I'll to pull to them start, memory. I think one of the a lot of my clients and just general public, the general public, um, the misunderstanding that an HOA is an entity that's there just to govern and restrict you. Mm-hmm. Yes, but mm-hmm. it's in the name homeowners association. You are part of it. Yep. It's not them. Just you need to pay them and they're mm-hmm. the hearsay all bow down. No, go to the meetings. Hell serve on the board. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're part of it. Absolutely. You don't just pay them. Go ruffle some feathers if you want. Absolutely. And here, Jameson, let me see if I can uh, figure this out. Cause I think I got, I got my text messages on my fancy watch here. Wow. So I can pull it up, but to, to kind of start it off, like I said, what, what is an HOA? And Oscar touched on it. HOA is the Homeowners Association. So a lot of the time when you're looking for a home, if you're driving around, you see homes like cul-de-sacs of homes, basically like, like neighborhoods, right? Yep. A lot of the time when you see homes like that, that is where you're going to find an HOA because it is a bunch of homes being built together and regulation tends to be a little bit more necessary when you have that many people investing in a property, right? Um, and what we've seen is a growth in HOAs because of the growth in populations and people moving in from all over the area. So first off, um, on what is an HOA governing body, right? That kind of goes over, basically covers things like what is your, you know, you have to upkeep your loan, your, your lawn, you have to upkeep your, your trash cans can't be in a certain area, stuff like that. Yeah. And a lot of the time HOAs get a very negative um, light. Um, I honestly think because like we talk about all the time, Owning a home is your biggest investment. It's the biggest thing you're paying for. Yeah. And I know for me personally, it's like, yo, this is my house. I bought this so nobody tells me what to do. And who the hell are you to tell me what to do, right? So that, that's the, the biggest thing is HOAs aren't innately bad, like just right out of the gate. They're not bad, but there are stipulations and things that they put into play that can make them a little bit more of an annoyance. Yeah, and I mean, they, I mean, can, they can vary on neighborhoods, right? So right. if you look at... Go ahead. No, we belong to the same HOA. Yes. Exact same HOA. But we don't belong to the same community Correct. within the HOA. Right. My color schemes on my house are different from yours. Yep. And they can't, we can't do the same. Yep. Like, you can't say, I want my house to look like Oscar's house. Yeah. Yep. And, and vice versa. Yeah. It's, I mean, if you, if you look at what an HOA does, right, there's, there's four main areas. Number one, you make their maintenance services. So whether that's snow removal, trash removal, um, common area development, landscaping, et cetera. Insurance policies, so they have to insure some of those common areas and make sure that they're getting paid for if they get damaged, vandalized, et cetera. Uh, amenities, so like in our case, right, we live in Crystal Valley, we have the pinnacle. So the, the HOA pays for the pinnacle, the pool, the staffing, 
all the that YMCA kind of stuff. Folk. If you're in condo townhomes, same thing. Mm-hmm. Amenities tend to be a little bit more exaggerated, so it's a little bit more expensive. And then the other one's establishing community rules. And I think that is where yes. the sticking <laughs> points come because mm-hmm. I look at an HOA just like I look at any elected official. Like it, It's going to be as good as you, the community member, make it. I think there's less mm. flex. Mm. In the sense of like, no, 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 I agree with you, oh. but, but I agree with you. But the reason I say that is because that takes a large amount of personal accountability and acceptance right. of that right, fact. Right. Yes. I recently have had a, yeah. a run in with yeah. my exterior paint. I'm uh, got some hail damage. Uh, my painters are just waiting and they're like, Oscar, we're going to start hitting colder weather. We need to start. And I could not get the HOA because we just switched over and that it got lost yeah. and it was just a pain in the ass. Dialed up my delegate for Opal Ridge where I live. Rob White, you're the man. And what is guy, and what is a delegate for you? So he's the one that the homeowners go to and say, hey, this is what's going on. Help me out. And they have a direct, supposedly a direct line or a little right. bit more pull to the people that are on the board of the HOA. Mm-hmm. And he went up to bat. He was like, Oscar, I'm not going to rest till I get it done. I said, understand. I wouldn't be pushing it as hard. But if I don't get it done in the next two, three weeks, winter and fall's coming. I'm not getting my house painted until next year. And guess what? That exposed wood because of the paint, it's going gonna, it's gonna to rot. And then I'm going to have bigger problems. And then next year when I, I'm able to paint, I'm not going to be able to paint with right. the money that I got from the insurance. Yeah. Yep. So he was like, I'm on it. Yeah. And he was on it. So, yes, mm-hmm. him, he was great. Yep. Yeah. But, again, my, my whole point to what Jameson said is you took the time out of your day to reach out and make sure that this got done, right? You reached out to him. And I think a lot of the time – and, and Guys, you could throw hate comments in, but we've, I think that we've reached a point as a whole where so many people are used to saying, no, that you did that. You, it's your responsibility. You did that. Instead of accepting the responsibility and going, oh, well, I didn't, I didn't call. You know, like, you're right. The HOA is supposed to be there. Well, they're supposed to be there for me. Yeah, but it's still your responsibility to get in touch with them. Yeah, and I think, I mean, you can go on a whole existential argument about personal accountability yeah. and whatnot, but if you look at an HOA, when we talk about just keeping it how we start the conversation. What is an HOA? Mm-hmm. Its main purpose, realistically, if you boil it down, is to maintain and improve home property values. Yes. That's that's what it is. And mm-hmm. how they do that can vary based on the community, can vary based on their guidelines. Some HOAs are way more strict than others, right? So And it's for, all voted in by Correct, homeowners. it is. And, that's, and the thing is, when you look at the turnout, right? And I'm mm-hmm. sure that's probably something else that's going to come up. Yep. That's why I'm saying it's going to be what you make it to be because if you are part of an HOA that is extremely strict, uh, looking at you, Meadows and Castle Rock. Helen's Ranch. Uh, but if you don't go to those meetings and voice mm-hmm. concerns and those delegates are hell-bent on saying, hey, if your trash is picked up at 8 a.m. on a Monday, you have three hours to move it back into your garage, otherwise we're going to fine you, yep. then go to a meeting and figure that out. They're doing it because it maintains property values, right? And you can make the you don't want You don't want the trash cans out all week. And right. Yeah. You don't want you're, lawns you're, being unbowed. Yeah, your neighborhood looking like crap. Yes. But again, your delegate is important because it could be, I, I could have called my delegate and he would have been like, no, rules are rules. Exactly. Yeah. And then I'd be like, no. And then it would have been an ugly fight. Mm-hmm. Guy was awesome. Which is also why awesome. they're elected officials. And I got to know one of my neighbors, right. my neighbors, because yeah. he lives in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? Well, and I think and that's also something that, like, that's a great point, Oscar, is I think that's something that's been lost. I mean, absolutely. You know, it I is, agree. Is, is the connecting with your neighbors part? Because I know growing up in New York, and, and it's funny because a lot of people think in New York and they go, oh, well, there's two, two billion people or however many people in there. There's no way. You're just a number there. Eight million in Manhattan. Right? 
And, and you think, oh, there's just a number there. That's it. No, like what that causes people to do is then create community. I grew up going to block parties. Like everybody on the block got together and said, hey, this weekend we're shutting down. Everybody put the cars in the driveway. We're having a block party. Right? But there's two sides to that coin, right? Mm-hmm. You can say, oh, it's 8 million people. Ah, we're just individuals. No one's going to want to. Or create a strong freaking exactly. 8 million person community. <laughs> exactly. Holy crap. Yep. That's a movement. Yeah. And I mean, but again, it's we, you know, we have power in our numbers, right? Mm-hmm. So even when it comes to an HOA, now imagine is it if it's you versus the HOA, the board that's governing, or if it's you plus five of your neighbors that are also fighting the same thing. You can make change. Absolutely. Right? You just have to put the effort in. So guys, bring a casserole to your neighbors. You see somebody moving in. Bring Please some. don't bring a casserole to me. I fucking hate casseroles. <laughs> I can't stand casseroles either. So somebody shows an order casserole, I'm tossing it. Bring me a pie. I, I, some good I like casseroles. pie. Uh, I like hey, Jameson, like this cookies. is a green bean casserole. Get that shit out of my face. <laughs> Bring, 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 some, bring some brownies. Bring something. No, just right? bring me a bottle of whiskey. I mean, there come you on. Yeah, there watch you this podcast. Yeah. So, you bring me a Buffalo Trace, we're going to be best friends. That's oh, right. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's literally how I met JC. <laughs> like, that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. He was the listing agent on the house that I bought. I was obviously my own buyer's agent. And we closed. Everything was good. Obviously, we got along during a transaction. We're like, hey, we could do some more deals together. What happens the next morning? I get a knock at my door. I'm like, what the hell? Who's at my house at 8 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> I go out there and it's JC like, hey, buddy. And that, that was his thing. Hey, yeah. buddy, how's it going? Everything good? I was like, yeah, everything's good, man. He goes, I just want to give you this. He bought me the bottle of smoke wagon. Yeah, now imagine like, if he brought you a green bean casserole. <laughs> I would have been like, dude, get the fuck off my pad. This, this podcast would never Who happened. comes to your door at 8 a.m. with a casserole? <laughs> oh, man. You got That's 15 great. seconds. <laughs> That's great. So just to get off, this is a make my day state. Get off yeah. my property. <laughs> so just to kind of wrap, wrap it in. Um, so what an HOA is, is basically an organization that is in your community, in your neighborhood, that helps regulate things like your lawn, uh, trash cans. I've even seen some people you know, say, hey, if you have a branded vehicle, then it can't, can't be in the driveway, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And again, although that, does, that is limiting, right? it is all there for the betterment of the community and to keep home values up, if not you know, keep them where they're at and right. not Maintain, lose anything. Maintain you know, they, they, don't want, they don't want RVs. In yeah. the street. Mm-hmm. They don't want RVs uh, just hanging out for weeks at a time. They don't want your, you know, Comcast van that you use for work. You could put it on your driveway. You just can't have it on the street. Right. You know, it's stuff like that that's just going to be an annoyance to everyone else. Yeah. You know, it's it's trying to make it fair for everyone. Not that one neighbor that has a trampoline on their front yard and, <laughs> and, and that other neighbor that, that grows corn stock in their front yard. Yep. You know who you are. I'm sorry, lady, but you know who you are. You live in my block. <laughs> I don't know why the HOA hasn't told her anything, <laughs> but you know, right? that, and not you know, once have you given me ears any of corn. You have not given me any <laughs> corn. Bring me a basket of corn. But you know, it's it's in essence, it was created so that again, the value is maintained and maintained in, in the fact that the common areas are maintained. Mm-hmm. You know that a lot of your money goes to that. The flowers, your, yeah. your lights, our our freaking light on our sign was out for yeah. yep. a whole year. Oh, it, it, where, where's Opal Ridge? I don't know. Our fucking sign's out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But stuff like that's supposed to be covered. Yep. Trash is covered. Yep. So they, they mm-hmm. negotiate with waste management, which I've had my fair share of earfuls to the HOA about them. Yeah. But stuff like that, it's supposed to be a good thing. Now, mm-hmm. where it gets ugly is that stupid rules get voted in. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and, some, and some, of those rules, you. <laughs> some of those rules are by county, too. I mean, yeah. you can't have pit bulls or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um but stupid rules get voted in and no one goes to contest them. 
Yeah. They don't go to the meetings. You don't go to the meetings. You're not going to get what you want. No. You could you could be mad to your blue in your face. Go to the meeting. Say, hey, I'm not. I don't like this. Who knows? Maybe some of your other neighbors are there. And you're like, you know what? I don't like that either. Then you vote and remove it. But typically, the head person at the HOA, unfortunately, more times than not, being a real estate agent, I've come across this person is that kid that never got picked for fucking kickball <laughs> and is is pissed at the world yep. and he's like I'm I have power now. Yep. Fuck everyone. I'm enforcing these things to the T and that mm-hmm. sucks. That's where it really starts to suck. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, you know, like like we said, that that's the basis of what, you know, an HOA is um and and kind of where where it sits in the in the value to the to the homeowner. Um now the next question that's another frequently asked question that people have is what are my obligations to the HOA as a homeowner in this community? So what, what do I have to do to uphold and stay in good standing with my HOA, right? And that is a phenomenal question because, like we talked about, and you've heard us talk yeah. about on... on Sorry, I'm, I'm reading the question. Yeah, right? yeah, I have it on I was like, too. I got it on my watch too. I'm gonna, <laughs> I switched away from my Apple Watch, so it's mine... Okay. Uh, mine now you just tell yeah, time. You're just, you're just looking at Jupiter, Yeah, yeah right? no, your watch is... It does what yeah. it's supposed to do in exactly. time. That's right. That's, That's right. Um, I got Caitlin looking for another one for me while she's in Vegas. Nice. Perfect. Um, but yeah, so it's basically what do I have to do in order to stay in good standing with my HOA? Because yeah. a lot of the time, and, and like I was going to say earlier, is we talked about it. If you do not listen to the HOA, if you and listen you loosely, you know, if you do not comply with orders that they send you, Correct. they can put a lien on your property. They can, So yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll give you a... An, uh, a nasty letter first. Yep. They'll they'll either mail you or they'll go to your door. They say, "Hey, man, your weeds are are kind of crappy. Mm-hmm. If we need to come back out here, we're, we're gonna find you." And then they'll they'll give you some time to take care of it. Um, they did it to me. We had crazy rainfall at the beginning of the year, like crazy rainfall. Mm-hmm. And then I was either working or I'd come home and it was raining. I didn't want to, you know, mow the lawn or pull weeds. And I'm not gonna go pull weeds while there's a thunderstorm outside. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm just not. We had a lot and of rain I, this year. It, it, it went it went back to my house. My fucking rules, bitch. Yeah. But so they gave me the, the nasty letter, and I was like, "How dare you? You live in the damn same community. It's been raining every effing day." And Mark and Bob and I started Todd, and I was I, I wrote out the email. They all have weeds, and I deleted it. And I was like, "I'm gonna go pull the weeds." <laughs> Sometimes hey, you gotta step back, good though, right? Yeah. You just yeah. type it out and then yeah. put you that know, bitch in the draft yeah. folder. I'm like, all right, I'm I good. deleted it. I went out, pulled my weeds, and it was done. And yeah. I didn't send out a second one. Mm-hmm. And to this day, knock on wood, wood, I haven't been <laughs> fined for any of that stuff. Uh, but you know, they'll 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 send you a warning, maybe two, yeah. and then they'll fine you. Mm-hmm. And then you have to pay that fine, or else you go to collections. Yep. And if you if if you get fined and you or they they'll foreclose when you don't pay them. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. for many months yeah they're yeah. not gonna foreclose after the first two no no no. but there's like whole, six months down the road yeah eight months whole, and you haven't paid them they're like yeah we'll put a lien on your house yep. and then we're gonna foreclose on that yeah i think well, oscar puts it right you you have to if if we go back and say okay what do you have to do yep you got to pay him on time mm-hmm. for the most part i set up auto pay so i don't have to worry about it yep right um you can get it through you can get it done through escrow if you want your mortgage company to pay for it you can mm-hmm. do that um, so you're you can pay it eight bucks right now. Yeah, you can pay it automatically. Pretty pissed on that the new HOA. Yeah, you can pay it <laughs> manually every single month if you just want to deal with it, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have to abide by the rules, regulations, and any sort of fines. Like those are the things you guys have to do from an HOA standpoint. And then yeah. I would add the third thing is you have to be involved. Yes, because absolutely that that's, is that's it's, key. It's not something that is a, a requirement of being in an HOA community, mm-hmm. but I am telling you, like from a realtor standpoint, mm-hmm. we always talk about 
the home is an asset. Yep. And one of the things that will sell houses above all else is condition. Uh, the condition of the house or um, uh, what do I want to say? Pride of ownership. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you can tell if a mm-hmm. house has pride of ownership. We talk about curb appeal, so on and so forth. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I'm looking at, okay, I'm going to list my house in five years. Well, if I don't keep up with the curb appeal all the time, yep. by the time I go to list my house, you can't get mad at me as a realtor when mm-hmm. I go, hey, you think your house is worth 680. The feedback we're getting is it's worth 610. Why? Well, because your driveway is a mess. Your lawn is patchy. <laughs> yep. Your rocks are gone. Your mm-hmm. bushes are dead. Your paint is chipping on your house. Like yep. You have a 308 on your lawn. Yeah. Motor. Yeah. So yeah. you got to understand yep. that like that's what, so for example, I had a listing in Parker, yep. um, just real life example. Right. And we went through in the pre-listing uh, conversation, I was asking him specifically, did the HOA have any sort of liens or they have any sort of special assessments or whatever it was. Right. Turns out they got a letter and it was a community wide letter that the HOA did a community review. And this HOA was known for being a stickler. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's also maintained property value. So in, it's in a, Parker, it's a given stickler in Parker. Know, crazy, really, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they said, "Hey, here's the deal. We did a survey of the of the neighborhood. Your home has shown that it potentially needs brand new exterior paint because of cracking and wood rot and so on and so forth." We walked the house, and sure enough, it I mean probably hadn't been painted in about ten to fifteen years, which is usually the lifespan of most paints. But in order to sell the house, they had to either have one of two things happen the current homeowners, the sellers would have to paint the house, mm-hmm. submit it to the HOA before we could close. Or we had an, uh, had to have a written agreement saying that the buyers were going to take responsibility for painting the exterior of the house within a certain time frame to maintain the look, appeal, and value of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And that, that just is what it is. But what that does now mm-hmm. is if that house has new paint and then require another house, another house, another house, when you do go around to sell your house at a later date, you're now not only benefiting from your own uh, pride of ownership, but you're benefiting from the rest of your neighbors because as their homes are more well taken care of, the property values increase and yep. you don't want to buy a house for the purpose of losing money on it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I look at it this way. Look at it as an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. Yep. basically what HOA is doing. You're a home, you're, they're you're, homeownership you're, coaches. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're home, <laughs> homeownership <laughs> accountability partners because yeah. you... If you let your house go, it's going to cost you a lot more money in the long mm-hmm. run. Yep. If your house is looking beat up and needs paint, the HOA is going to be like, hey, man, you, you need to keep up with it. And guess what? They're, they're kind of saving you some cash because if you let it go, you get you get the rot. You have Now you got to replace siding. Mm-hmm. And you get all this. It's it's an, Look at it that way. Yes, it's going to piss you off. I don't like being told what to do. But in the long run, you know what? They're doing you a favor. You, you have weeds everywhere. Mm-hmm. Take care of them because if they go rampant, guess what? Now you got to do all landscaping or get out there and be at that for well, two weeks and pulling that's weeds. A, and that's a great point too, Oscar. And, and we're talking about real life. As much know, as it sucks. Yeah. Know. But we're talking about real life experiences with HOAs. A lot of people think that your dealing with the HOA starts when you buy the home. And that's not true. Yeah. Right? You're, you're, you're dealing with the HOA when you're looking for the homes. Your agent is reaching out to the HOAs, looking for documentation, looking for things. So just, again, real-life example, I was helping a client on a property in Westminster, and it is a, a higher-priced a higher price home. It was $1.7 1. And he was going in, and he, he wanted to renovate renovate the place. Basically, hey, I want to go in and do, do all of this change. I want to add staircase here, extend this out here. What I had to do is I had to go reach out to the HOA and get their, their paperwork and then dig through and, to, and say, okay, yes, you can build. You have the right to build, but this is the building coordinates or the building uh, aspects that you, have, yep, that you have to stay within. And one of them was at, in this community, 
all the homes were to have a mountain lodge feel, right? And and obviously, was it Legacy Ridge. Uh, yeah, yep. And it was all supposed to have like that that you know smaller mm-hmm. kind of again mountain mountain home feel. So that accounts for build how it looks when it's built. That accounts for your landscaping, what you can actually use for you know fauna and, which, and different which, bushes. What's crazy and unique about that is Legacy Ridge is a golf course community. Mm-hmm. It's Legacy Ridge Golf Course, and it's a golf course community. You would never think you needed to have a lodge look. Yeah, right, exactly. And and, and there it, it's extensive, and mm-hmm. most buyers don't read. I didn't read through all my covenants because mm-hmm. they're pretty basic, right? Yeah. The, the, it's the, mind-numbingly boring. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah. for the most yep. part, they're all going to be the same, right? Just keep, mm-hmm. upkeep with your house, but do thumb through it. One, I mean, I was over-caffeinated one time, and <laughs> I, I read through my through some HOAs for a client because they were they had some very specific things they wanted. It took me about two hours. I just picture Oscar sitting the in his desk just like speed. Well, no, dude. So I, I, same same thing, right? Like especially, and we can tie this back to a previous episode where we talked about affordable housing and we touched on ADUs mm. for a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Before I forget, hold that thought. Go for it. Um, Go for it. And, and we're not just talking houses. Condos and townhomes yes. too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're, they're biggest HOA, but you're, you have the same rights and rules. Yep. Yes. Sorry. Um, we talked about HOA, or HOAs. We talked about ADUs, so auxiliary dwelling units that can be built on properties. You can either rent them out, use them as these called mother-in-law suites, so on and so forth. Well, if you look at a city like Colorado versus a city like Austin, since I was just there. Denver and Austin. The zoning, sorry, city like Denver versus Austin. The zoning is very, very different. Yes. And Denver has been on the tail end of population dense building mm-hmm. because of their zoning laws and their HOA rules and Especially regulations, out in right? Boulder. So when we talk about zoning, you can think of like zoning articles, like the HOA for the city or the county. For the right? area, yep. And those can get confusing too. And like I said, our job is to, to provide resources, but we had a, had a listing recently that was listed as uh, zoned as agriculture. Mm-hmm. But there, there's a question on, well, what does that mean? Like, what can I get? Without, and it's different depending on where you're at and what, what county you're in. So for Douglas County, for example, you can be zoned A1, which is agriculture, which normally means I can have a certain amount of livestock based on my acreage, right? But if it's under 35 acres, you're bumped down to RR, which is rural residential, which now means you can have the acreage, but you can't have the livestock because you're on less than 35 acres unless you want to apply for a temporary or permanent zoning fix, which is a whole other issue, right? So the point is when you guys are looking at certain things, the HOAs, whether it's an HOA from a community standpoint or the zoning restrictions from a from a uh, uh, county, county standpoint, city or county standpoint, the whole purpose is they're trying to balance providing homes, mm-hmm. but also doing it in a way that raises property values, right? Because if you look at, let's say you go to an un, unincorporated, and here's here's a fun fact. So across the United States, what percentage of homeowners do you think live under an HOA? Homeowners. Wow, that's a good one. And that's something I probably oh, never uh, thought I'm gonna about. Go, I'm going to go 45%. 45% HOA. I'm going to go ahead and say the Midwest and the South will shoot an HOA. So that, that's a big part of the United States. <laughs> um, I'm going to go. You're going to tell me what I'm going to do. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go about, about 30%. I like where Oscar's head's at. Uh, it's 26. Wow. Okay. So 90 million Americans live in an HOA. Wow. Right, which means 75% don't. So if Not, you go to some of those communities, these are some of the trade-offs that you have to look at mm-hmm. when you're looking at buying a house, right? So I toured some houses up in Elizabeth, 
um, which for, by and Albert large County. does not have, yeah, does not have a ton of HOAs. We were up by Spring Valley Ranch Golf Course, right? And there's communities, like the Century communities have HOAs because they're playing communities. Yep. Then you've got uh, communities off of uh, I, whatever road, Shenandoah Drive, all, all up there. And it's great because you get the acreage, right? But your neighbor doesn't have to maintain shit in well, his backyard. So you could have the pride of ownership that you normally have on this five-acre property and your, your shit's well-maintained, it's manicured, your fences are repaired, they're painted, all that looks great, but your next-door neighbor that you look into may have 47 tractors, a school bus, and 18 goats wandering around that sometimes <laughs> jump over your yard, and because there's no HOA to mandate what they can or cannot do on their property, that is something you have to live with. Yes. And again, um, I, I look at acreage with HOA bougie, right? Because yeah. when you want acreage, it's going to be wild, man. They have... Yeah. They have livestock and and unless even, it's in an acres community like belmont or Keys, right right so within like within that. that there's still perimeters right you got zoning from the county which in believe it or not um jefferson county lakewood if uh, there i think you have uh two domestic animals per quarter acre which that means if you have a quarter acre in lakewood you could have two horses which yes, is crazy, right? right? Yep. Um, Douglas County, you and, and, then, and Douglas County, you unless cannot. unless you have thirty-five acres, and mm-hmm. you have your well, yes. which the well is either domestic well, domestic um, or agricultural. What, yep. you, what can you do with that well yep. water, right? So you have all of that. So the HOA within acreage is for the person that wants five to ten acres in a somewhat looking community because if you have acreage it's dirt road yeah it's 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 you know drive down dirt road you're not gonna see uh, your neighbor in the morning yeah, well, yeah. Yes. jason aldean you know it's 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 it's, it's <laughs> acreage right dirt road but the person that wants land and doesn't want to be next to their neighbors and have a maybe one or two horses mm-hmm. and maintain and have their rv and have just a really cool country feel and maintain um value that's where they establish those HOA. If you want acreage and not give a shit, you got to go out 40 acres and bend it. Right. Well, and here's there's a Todd Creek is a good one. Yes, Todd Creek is good. But here's a perfect example, right? Because the, the other piece of this HOA is the statistics show that communities or houses that have an HOA sell for anywhere from 4 to 10% more mm-hmm. than the exact same house. With, an, with no HOA. I would right? rival and say it's probably higher than Colorado. Assume, but I, think it, I think it takes into account, like you said, the Midwest and the South because yeah. it's a nationwide. Yeah. Colorado, I'd say it's probably 25, 30%. Oh, yeah. It, it yeah, takes into consideration but, uh, Louisiana, which that, yeah. is, that state just well, needs yeah, a bath. But the, well, I mean, it had the levees that were already broke, so <laughs> it's bathing in its own bathwater. That's the problem. Just kidding. Louisiana, we love you. We love LSU, you. We love you. It was one of, yeah. my, one of my favorite places. Uh, Tigers. Yes, bourbon is big over yeah, there. We do love you. But, so, for example, right, when I toured the houses in Elizabeth on mm-hmm. five acres, and they were twenty five to 3,500 square feet, their price points were anywhere between 650 and 750 That same house, same square footage, same acreage in Bell Mountain, with an established HOA, you're at 1.2 million, right? Mm-hmm. 100%. So the trade-off is you got paved roads, exactly. Maintain common right. areas. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, it it's just it makes for a very country club feel. Yes. When yeah. you have acreage with an HOA. Yes. And it, it you could buy land. Correct. Mm-hmm. Out by 11 mile. Yep. You could have five acres, 30 acres. They have an HOA out there. Mm-hmm. They will not let you just throw your trailer no. out there yep they're like nope get the hell out of here yeah. you need some paved roads yeah so it's just some it's something as you guys are looking at. if you're looking at land and you're looking at hoas again like oscar and i just talked about right they're not everywhere it's only 26 percent of the population 
But the trade-offs are there. Do you do you want your property values almost a guaranteed increase? Do you want to have the freedom to do whatever you want, mm-hmm. but understand that your neighbor can now also do whatever they want? Right. And are you okay with saying, okay, I just I can't choose my neighbor, mm-hmm. so I really hope because you can't knock on, knock on his door, like, hey man, can you get rid of the broken down Greyhound bus? The king of segways over here, ladies you know and gentlemen. The king of segways. <laughs> just it, all right. It's well, well, no, and, and it, it boils down <laughs> to if you want land with an HOA, you either want the country club feel. Or you want to be able to piss out your front porch. Right. Yeah. And and, and, and they come with a price bowl. Yeah. And so we, we covered what is an HOA? What are some obligations that you have if you live within an HOA? And this next question is going to be kind of a two-parter because it goes, it goes hand in hand. And it's what are some of the common regulations within HOAs and then and fees that that accompany fees? And then how are those decided and how are those fees decided? Right. And we touched on it at the beginning. HOAs are only as good as the people participating in them. But they're also governed by rules as well. You're always going to have the meeting minutes. Yep. They're there for all homeowners. Mm-hmm. What went on in the meeting, what they talked about, what they voted on, what got turned down, what it was approved. Mm-hmm. And you are always privy to the budget. Where are we spending our money? Where yes. are we overspending? Why am I paying $500 a month for mm-hmm. a condo building that's falling apart? Someone's not doing the budget right. Yep. Or are they trying to, there's, there are these things called special assessments. They're in mm-hmm. taxes and they're in a lot in HOAs. Say you live in a condo building and their staircases are to shit. Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to fix all of them and it's going to be like $300,000 and they're going dis, to uh, disperse to every homeowner and they're going to give you a short period of time. Mm-hmm. It gets kind of unfair. What if you live on the bottom unit? I don't use the stairs. Right. Stairs aren't mine. Mm-hmm. Why am I? That's where it gets sticky. Yep. That's where you need to, hey, go to the meetings and be like, hey, what about these four units that have no stairs? Do we exclude them? Mm-hmm. And then the special assessments aren't forever. That means the special assessments say that they did do that, that, that repair. They fixed all the stairs. Now everybody has to pay an extra $100 a month for the next six months for next year. Sometimes they give you two months to pay it. Yeah. So it's two grand a unit. But and to you your, gotta pay it. Well, and to your point though, to, to you know the point of the question Go is Go to the meetings. Is, exactly. So how are fees and, and how are these regulations come up with? It's based on you. It, you and your your the people that you live near, your neighbors, your your next door neighbor, your, the neighbor down the street, you guys control those fees and those regulations. And yes, there's some basic level ones that are written in when an HOA goes in, they probably copy and paste it, but it is based on the homeowners in the community that regulate and and do some of those those regulations, rules, and stuff like yeah. that. So there's there's a couple things I want to touch on. The first thing is HOAs, by, not by and large, in perpetuity, have to abide by federal and state laws. Mm-hmm. An HOA cannot make you do or not do something that is in complete contrast. Uh-oh, Oscar, where's your face mask? The HOA. The, the AC, AC, the just, AC just kicked back in. Uh, they can't, so, for example, an HOA can't prohibit somebody from flying the American flag. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. They can prohibit the size of said flag. Mm-hmm. They I can may prohibit may political. Not, may or may not have had propaganda. a neighbor mm-hmm. behind me that erected a 35 foot presidential candidate flag and flew it <laughs> for two straight months until the HOA told him to take it down. But mm-hmm. it's an American flag. You can't do it. Um, the the second piece of this is like there's when you talk about restrictions. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, sorry. The second piece is the special assessment piece. How those come to part. Home buying tip 101 for this. If you're a home buyer looking at condos and townhomes and you're going, oh my God, 
Why is the HOA $500? It's a special assessment. Mm -hmm. A majority of the time, that special assessment, especially in Colorado, is due to what? Repairs. Hail damage I was going to say hail. Okay. <laughs> so here's the crazy part. Make the seller is, pay before you close. This is, this <laughs> yes, but if you go one step further, and this is for buyers in general because we talk about interest rates. It's a hot topic. FHAs technically have lower interest rates right now on mortgages. FHAs have to do what's called a condo review. Okay. This is very different than a townhome review, both of which can have special assessments. But if there is a special assessment on a condo, it may not be approved for an FHA loan. So it's just something to keep in mind. And a lot of the times those hail damage claims, because they will devastate an entire community of condos, will go on for years ooh, without ooh, getting ooh, resolved. Ooh. Two things. One, depending on, go to your meetings because uh, the one example that I gave about the staircases, it was real. Yeah. And it was in an affluent condo community in the Denver Tech Center. And my client was did okay, but she didn't have an extra... $2,700 just to give up in a month. So that hurt her. Mm -hmm. She should have went to the meeting. It was like, no, let's spread it out within the year. It'll be the, whatever. Two, and I just learned this not too long ago, there is special assessment insurance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know they have it. If you get a special assessment, they're like, oh, it's going to be $100 for the next 12 months or $2,700 in the next month. Insurance agent, do I have special assessment insurance? And guess what? Your insurance will cover it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It'll save you a boatload of money. Another if, point if, as to why if, you be on top of your yeah, insurance. Yeah, be, be, be on top of your game as a realtor mm -hmm. and choose a right realtor. You know, if, if it does, if, if you do have a special assessment, contact your insurance mm -hmm. company because more likely than not, that is going to save you three grand. Yeah. And we kind of touched on it a little a little bit earlier throughout the conversation, but I want you guys to give, because you are in HOAs, um, give give some examples of common regulations that HOAs would yeah. give. And I'll give you the top, in my my head, the top five, yep. right? So architectural controls. Uh, and that's architectural review. Due to ADUs and, and additions, mm -hmm. okay? That's one of the big ones because they want everything in the community to be congruent yep. um, in order to continue to keep property levels high. Uh, lawn and holiday decoration restrictions. We're coming up on Halloween <laughs> and Christmas. That's another one, right? Mm -hmm. It's stupid, but at the same time, uh, I can't have any. I live in a know? freaking vortex. Whatever. Yeah, I ours, put. ours, we can <laughs> erect. I can oh. erect a 15 foot skeleton in my driveway. Nobody says anything. No, oh, dude, great. I put some tombstones for Halloween last year. They ended Four up away. probably in your yard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he lives like a half mile away. It just yeah. blew them away. Yep. Oh, like, man. Uh, the home maintenance standards. So yep. we talked about that. That's the pride of home ownership. Fourth one. Um, and that includes things like your, your lawn, your front door, yes. your mailbox, yeah, yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Yep. Front door, um, believe it or also not. Also, HVAC issues, natural mm -hmm. gas leaks, um, drainage issues, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the fourth one, big one is probably parking rules. Yeah. Right? Yes. That, Especially I mean, because it yes. folds into, like, if you've got multiple people living in the same house, mm -hmm. if it's a rental in a neighborhood that has an HOA, the parking rules, you can't have RVs, boats, uh, you know, branded trucks like we talked about Car earlier. Comcast trucks in front. Yep. And the fifth one that I think is going to be the big talking point going forward in general is short-term rental policy. Yes. And that's Absolutely. that. That's a oh, lot man. in condos. I have well, two condos on the market right now, mm -hmm. and that's the number one question they ask. Yep. What's the short-term? You can't VRBO them. Exactly. Yep. Or you well, can. And that's 60 days. 60-day yes. minimum. Well, exactly. when we talk, well, we talked about, yes. you know, the growth of Airbnb and rental units in, over the last mm, five years mm. because of their control. And it's not even condos. It's oh, my, my friend too, yeah. Dawn, yeah. she tried to VRBO her house, and yep. the mm -hmm. HO was like, no, you're not. Yeah. 
Exactly. And it's a, it's a house. Mm-hmm. It's my house. I would do what the hell yeah, I want. So, like, for example, mm-hmm. Douglas County allows it, but yep. there's limitations. Yeah. But Jefferson within, County's stickler. Within Douglas County, yeah, Jefferson County doesn't allow mm-hmm. anything. No. They got rid of it last yes. year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the city of Lakewood won't uh, erect new, new uh, I think, commercial buildings right now. Correct. Yeah. Yes. And mm-hmm. then if you look at Douglas County, it has different rules than Castle Rock. Yep. So Castle Rock's more stringent on short-term rentals than Douglas County is. But if you go from Castle Rock to Larkspur, which Larkspur is in Douglas County as well, they have no rules whatsoever. You can yeah, VRBO, Airbnb, et cetera. Right. But I mean, like, so my in-laws, they VRBO their $2 million house on five acres, right? In a HOA covenant community, mm-hmm. paved roads, everything. But they do it every single year for the Air Force graduation. Yep. Make a shit ton of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a short-term rental. They do it for six, seven days, but there's no limitation. So yep. there's a lot of people. I'm working with a client now that was looking in Jefferson County, sent me some uh, uh cabins essentially that are up in the mountains right so like very very yeah morrison west littleton and his plan was <laughs> well i want to vrbo it out you can but you have to live in it at least 50 percent of the year yep that's right wild. and then when you do short-term rental out the yep. minimum short-term rental is 14 days mm-hmm. minimum well and, and, and you have to have a business license so the point of and that you have too, to renew it every year right and, and oscar you said it earlier is that you know this is my house kind of a deal but you know to be the devil's advocate for it a lot of the times, you know, these these VRBOs, Airbnbs, short-term rentals, they're they're renting out to people on a regular basis. So you may have yes, five different families come in within a week that have different vehicles that have different, you know, noise complaints whatever it is. So again, just that limitation is to keep up with the community and, mm-hmm. and the quality of life of everybody. Peace of mind. Yes. And peace of mind exactly because, you know, anybody can rent an Airbnb. And they're Anybody gonna be wild. They're not gonna respect you. I don't know you. I'm gonna be gone in a week or mm-hmm. a day or or two months. Yeah, and you know mm-hmm. you don't want that. No, exactly. So although you know it is limiting, and yes, it is your house. But again, we all don't like we don't like HOAs because of the limitations. But at the end of the day, they are there to to keep regulations and a lot of the time safety. Um, because if you do have, and I, I just read something recently where Airbnb has implemented an AI technology that's cut down their partying by like 35. percent But now think about that, right? You have you're angry at an HOA for limiting your you know your your, your short term rentals, but what if this house is known as a party house, right? And people are just renting it out. Now you have 10, 15 cars in front of your house at yes. all times. There's garbage on the lawn, whatever it is. That's why things like that. Well, imagine place. imagine trying to imagine if you're the person listing the house next door. Yeah, and then exactly. during the showings, I hope my neighbors never you know list I mean? their house yep. because. I have outdoor speakers, and guess well, what? what? Oscar yeah, likes what, to smoke cigars the, a, outside and listen to his music. Yeah, exactly. but it's Oscar. It's not Oscar and forty-seven of his no, closest friends. No, it's it's just Oscar. Oscar. Right. But Crazy what about? Ass. And I mean, perfect example. If you haven't seen it, Neighbors, the movie with yeah. uh, Zach, yeah. Zach Efron and, yeah. and uh, uh, Seth Rogen. Yep, that's a perfect. That's exactly yes. what it is. They bought the house. They're like, oh, we're so excited. Neighbors next to him right. sold it to a fraternity. Parties every day. People yes. coming to so look at the a house. A great example without right? HOA is uh, I sold a house on uh, in Rhino. Mm-hmm. Right, it's been in the family since the 1800s. The grandfather came from Ireland, built this house with old two hands. Wow, long story short, they've had it forever. Mm-hmm. A big known investor here in town bought the rest of the block with tax liens and other means, and he, he has deep pockets. She did not want to sell to him. Mm-hmm. I took the listing. Try to sell it. We ended up selling it. She's like, I do not want to sell it to this guy. As a realtor, I can't do that, but I had to, you know, she's. Well, actually, you can if it's I, an investor. But I can do what the, my seller wants me to yes. do. So I could give her the information. She could accept it or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, throughout the process of this, tried to move her out 
Um, this house was in the family so long, it didn't have indoor plumbing. It was just there. And wow. if you know Rhino, it's very commercial, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially now. He bought, there was three residential properties. One he tore down, made it a warehouse. The other one he kept next to hers. Mm-hmm. He turned it into a halfway house. Yep. And Basically a nasty halfway house. And mm-hmm. still, she, she's like, this dude's been trying to drive me out for the last 10 years. Good for her. He still won. Wow. He came in and had someone else buy it as an LLC that was assignable, and he ended up buying the whole block, and now the, the um, I think it's UC Health buildings there. Wow. He leveled everything and made his billion-dollar thing. Wow. Yeah. But it was, it, was, it, was a hard, it was a hard go at it. To your point, Oscar, yeah, you know, things like that can come in, and that's why that HOA puts regulations on with stuff like that, right? Um, and with, so, so those are some of the common, common things that we see with HOAs. Now, the next one that I want to talk about and touch on is you've gone through, you know the HOA, you know the rules and regulations, and like Oscar touched on it earlier, you're getting a couple, you're getting a couple mm-hmm. pieces of mail, you're getting some stuff uh, that's saying, hey, you need to change this. So one of the most common questions is, how do, I, how, do, how do we resolve these issues or how do we go through working with the HOA to get stuff like that done? So I'll go ahead and let one of you guys take it. You just did it with your delegate. So. Yeah. So uh, within a community like ours, you have someone that's going to be your, your liaison, the person that's going to take the community's um, gripes and then take them to the HOA and fight for you, right? They're, they're the ones that are going to be your voice. Um, there are steps that you could take. Um, like with the architectural review, um, we recently had a change in, and, and again, as a homeowner's association, you get to pick who professionally manages it, mm-hmm. runs your books, does the minutes, chooses who's going to be on the board, all that stuff, and then they take off. Um, we just got, we went from Associa to, to no, we were with we're MMI, Associa now. now we're Associa, yeah. yep. but then Associa has a Town Square, which is an yep. app that has nothing to do with the damn HOA it's it pissed me off but anyway <laughs> I had hail damage on my house um had to get it painted I submitted everything that I, that, that I needed they were super awesome at Associa there we're going to send it to the review board and then we switched a month later I still don't have anything and I'm, I'm reviewing and I'm sending everything because Associa's processes are different they they I wasn't getting anywhere mm-hmm. so I was like you know what what do I do my delegate Called him up, mm-hmm. very nice gentleman, Robert White. I said, hey, this is my situation. Help me. What can I do? Give me some information, or, or can you help me? He said, I got this. Yep. And he got it done. Reach out to your delegate. Reach out to whoever you know within the HOA, or find out who, who's going to be your, your, uh, your, your advocate. Yeah, and I think yeah. that normally the way that it works is if you do get a violation, right, mm-hmm. whether it's from a – exterior thing whether it's oh with violations it's whatever it is it's pretty simple they'll they'll give you a deadline right like hey this has to be resolved by x amount of time they have to be fair then this is going to be the consequence and you can go to your delegate you can go directly to the you know if you go to the The online portal which most people have now Mm -hmm. you can contact the property management company themselves directly and a lot of times right if it is like a hey this needs to be done by x date there's room to move it right it's not a black and white thing you they want you to get it done but most of the time they want it to be fair because it's going to benefit the community regardless right Mm -hmm. so the two biggest ways that i've seen if you guys are dealing with any sort of you know violations or whatnot are go through the delegate the management company themselves the online portal and submit whatever you need to do 
and that normally will get it resolved. Yeah. And so, and the whole point of this guys, the reason that we want to bring it up is because it's not hard, right? So a lot of people think, Oh, I'm going to get fined. I'm going to, you know, we talk about them putting a lien on the property, all that kind of stuff. It's not hard. It's not like they're, they're, you know, just going to sit there, yell at you and have, you know, you have to do it this time. There's a process that they have to go through. Figure it out. And yeah, exactly. They probably hit my car. They'll they'll figure it out. They'll work with you. It's not just this overall overarching, you have to get this done now. You you can reach out. You can have conversations. You can communicate with the HOA. And guess what? Like we said, if you're part of it, if you become part of it, go to the meetings. You'll know what to expect. You'll know what's going to cause these violations. Mm -hmm. And you won't have to deal with it. Yep. I think the biggest biggest thing is um, negligence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you just... If there's negligence, you're going to get in deep waters with the HOA. As long as you're they're, they're, they'll be fair. Hey, mm-hmm. give me some time. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're pretty lenient. Highlands Ranch has the biggest HOA. It, last, I, last I checked, they have the biggest HOA in the nation wow. here in Colorado. Highlands Ranch has the biggest single-bodied HOA in the nation. I'd love to check that and, out. And I knew. I I knew That's why we call it the bubble. Yeah. I knew the biggest, the, the head person nice. personally, because I had an issue with her. Yeah. She's, she was very strict, but mm-hmm. you know what? She had to manage the biggest HOA in the nation. So very much so, but they need to give you leniency that mm-hmm. you're, you're, you are the HOA mm-hmm. yep. voice your opinion. Hey, I need some time. I need this. I don't have the resources yep. for that. Yep. They'll work with you. Yeah. Yeah. If you get a letter, because you didn't pull your weeds like I did, and I was like, I'm gonna toss this away, and I didn't pull my weeds. Guess what? He actually tossed it away in the weeds. In the weeds, <laughs> I threw them in the weeds and I peed on it. How about that? <laughs> Out his front door. You know what? They're gonna find me if I would do something like that. Mm-hmm. But if I would have contacted her, says, "Hey, you know what? I haven't had time. I work nights. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sleeping during the yeah. day. Can can you please work with me? Next time it doesn't rain, I'm gonna pull my weeds." They would probably have said, "You know what? We got you." Yep. So we've we've done a lot of bashing on HOAs. Sorry, some trivia. That's, honestly, I thought it was well, no, it, like, it was fair. I could have yeah, said right, some, fair. Whatever. I could have said some harsh shit, but it's 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 a touchy subject. So yeah, I got some trivia for you guys. Okay. What percentage of homeowners report that they're happy and satisfied with their HOA? Fifteen percent. Are happy? Um, happy and satisfied. Oh God. You know what? I'm fifteen's high, but I'm going fifteen percent. I'm gonna as crazy as this may sound just because and bob white you 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 were the man um can you get the lady that stopped growing corn in her front yard i don't know that's on you <laughs> stop growing it or at least have her like give it no, but did that, you know what but it's not the even the corn stalks she has like so wind chimes and everything <laughs> yeah and uh we were walking the neighborhood my wife and i and i was like i'm gonna call the hoa and i was like caitlin makes uh this mexican street corn from scratch i'd love her to come by our yeah, house yeah, and right? give me no, some so the lady is hispanic and she was like we're you're hispanic you're gonna call the only other hispanic out and the hoa i was like fuck yeah i am see <laughs> see see C- yes C- i am <laughs> um I, i'm gonna say the percentage that are happy with their hoa i'm gonna go a little bit higher i'm gonna i'm gonna go with about 40 percent. so we have the question was if you guys are just tuning in right now what percentage of current homeowners report that they are satisfied and happy with their hoa 40 percent 15 percent yep 85%. Yeah. Really? Wow. I was going to go higher, but wow. You know what? HOAs report. do their jobs. And it's because, yeah. as I think it's psychological, right? And yeah. we talk about this all the time. When it's your issue, it's the biggest issue on the planet. Mm-hmm. But if I drive through a neighborhood like my neighborhood, right? I don't have, I have maybe one or two houses in Carriage Hills. 
then I'm like, can you just like fertilize your lawn? Maybe, mm-hmm. right? But at the end of the day, everything's manicured. Our our open spaces are trash, and that's that's a different that's a whole yeah, different conversation. Yeah, especially here in Colorado. Um, yeah. And actually, yeah, you know what? Let's bring My this up open real quick, space. just so you guys are aware. If you buy in a new build community, mm-hmm. the HOA works very differently when it comes to common areas because for a certain time period of when that that community is getting built, the builder itself is responsible for maintenance, and at some point it rolls over. And in Colorado, because of the lack of water, they have a mandate from the state to allow natural grass to grow longer and higher for during the beginning of the community before they before they cut it right so my, in my neighborhood opal ridge isn't as much because you guys don't have no we, we've been open opal ridge has been around since 07 right. so we're you guys very are, well said we're, yeah. we're clean and and so most we, of the, the, the my neighbors are like yeah ours was like 50s 20, to 80s 2015 2016 so what happens is these open spaces we get our native grass and it will grow to like the, where this camera's at. Yeah. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. Then the HOA will come in or our, 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 not our HOA, but the, the landscape company that they hire will come in and they will cut like a five foot swath from the sidewalk. <laughs> I've seen that. Into it. When I go to the and it's pinnacle. delineated like all hell. Mm-hmm. But then after that, it's corn stalks. It was like, this is absolutely ridiculous, blah, blah. But what people don't understand is if you cut that too quickly, the grass requires more water. And there's one thing in Colorado we do not have. It's a lot of water. Mm. We're landlocked. But new build communities are different too because in the beginning, as those those communities are getting built, part of the the development agreement and the money that goes towards that is for the builders to maintain those areas and not the HOA. So just something to think about. Nice. Well, I mean, I I think... And that's within the same HOA. Yes. We have the same HOA. HOA. Crystal so, Valley, different different community. Yep. Crystal Valley Ranch. Crystal so Valley Ranch, CBR. Overall, Crystal Beth Valley Ranch. <laughs> overall, I think you know, like like Jamison touched on. A lot of times when you hear HOAs, and especially you know, if you're looking for a home, a lot of people scoff when they hear HOA. Or, I don't want to be regulated. I don't want to have this. But overall, it it does seem like with a, over eighty percent of people. HOAs are a good thing. Yes, it gets it, annoying when it pertains to you and things that you are doing with your own home. But overall, as a community. It adds value. Yes. If it's within a condo or townhome community and they're good, yes, especially they the are the best especially because out here. they take mm-hmm. care of everything. Snow removal, everything, uh, lawn care. If it's a good concrete. HOA and you live in, mm-hmm. yeah. so I've moved people from homes with no HOAs into condos or townhomes. It's not a, a step down. It's it's a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't want to maintain yards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to paint the outside of my house. Yeah. I don't want to worry about snow removal, mowing lawns, none of that. I want to come home. I want to have my life I do inside. Mm-hmm. I want a little patch of grass that I'll maintain. Yeah, it's, the it's HOA takes care of the rest. Yeah. It's, it yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And if it's a good HOA, it mm-hmm. is definitely res- yep. resort style. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they'll take care of everything. For Absolutely. You. And and one thing that, so those are kind of all the questions pertaining to HOAs that, that are frequently asked, but I feel like we wouldn't be doing new home buyers and home buyers in general Ooh. a due diligence. Um, oh, go for it. The one thing um, that we didn't touch on, and it's heavily enforced. Is is it heavily enforced by the HOA? Fifty five and over communities. Well, yeah. and that's yeah, and that's yeah. so. I was going to mention that before I moved in, but it, it's funny how as we get older and we want the leisure, we want the comfort. That's where I got it from. You're willing, right? You're willing to just go. Yeah, do it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want. I don't, do, I'm too do fucking I don't old for this it. shit. Right? Exactly. So it's like, I understand. You know, first time home buyers. Yes, you want control over it, but we're be grateful that there's people who are willing to be a part of these associations. They don't that, get paid. Yeah. It, Bob doesn't free. get paid. Yeah, it's he, he went out to bat for me. Yeah. And it yeah. was four or five days of mm-hmm. my yeah. emails and him. Yeah, They don't get paid. They don't No, They no, don't get nothing. paid. Right. It's, and it's, it's, it's you guys. It's, it's you. a vote. 
But guess what? Nobody put in their name no, into dude. the hat. Yeah, like, Bob was the only like, one, and, and they were like, <laughs> "All right, Bob, you have it." By and default, I was like, yeah, like, "Damn, I was really it. hoping somebody." Well, Bob's the man, but, by the way. But one thing, like I was saying, is the one thing that I feel like we'd be doing a disservice to home buyers is talking about how HOA pertains to your ability to buy a home. And what I mean by that is, when you go and you get a, a mortgage and you get your loan amount, what I want to talk about is a lot of people don't plan for their HOA, right? So, and what I mean by that is when you go and you get a loan amount, you're going to go to the loan officer. You're going to say, Hey, this is my credit, whatever. They're going to come back with an amount that you're good, that you're registered for. And a lot of the time we go, Oh, cool. I'm getting this much amount of a loan. And if I buy a home at this price, it's going to be this much a month. And you get locked in on that. So my question guys is are HOA fees built into your home loan? They are, but they're not. So, the bank will take in consideration how much you're going to pay monthly or annually or quarterly on your HOA, and they're going to directly tie that into your debt-to-income ratio. Mm -hmm. But when you're closed and done, it's a separate payment. Exactly. It's a separate payment. you got to either – you're going to get coupons or paid online or ACH. Mm -hmm. It's a separate payment that you're not paying with your mortgage. Right. Within your mortgage, you're going to have PATI. And I, right? It's a principal interest, tax and insurance, and mortgage insurance. Mm -hmm. That's all grouped in. Your HOA is also grouped in qualifying purposes. Correct. So if mm -hmm. you're qualified for $500,000, but you have a $500 a month HOA, guess what? That $500 just got dwindled to $400. Yeah, and the yeah. way to look at it is the monthly payment, right? I exactly. always tell people, it's exactly. like, well, I want to get qualified up to $500,000. I don't care. I want to know what you're qualified for monthly. Mm -hmm. yes. Because if you're qualified and your debt to income says you can pay up to $2,900 a month, but we're looking at townhomes and single family homes, and the townhome HOA is $400 and the single family home is $79 a month, that's going to be a very big difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and that's, that's why I wanted to bring it up. Yeah. Right? And, and when it comes, and, and it goes even deeper, right? Yeah. yeah. So when you're having to sit down with the consumer, the HOA may pay for heat, mm -hmm. water. Yeah sewer trash internet in some places and those are all mm -hmm. monthly expenses that you're gonna you're gonna pay anyway mm -hmm. so right. it might it might be beneficial yep. so don't look at it like ah crap i have an extra 300 a month right. payment well how much would the trash be 40 50 bucks how much is your water bill right 100 mm -hmm. bucks how much is gas and, and heat so you gotta understand some of the buildings are tied in and don't mm -hmm. have separate meters. Yep. Yep. So they're just going to divvy it up and say, hey, well, you know what? It's going to be this much. And I, and I, and I bring it up because especially so as... It's, it's in detail. Yes, you got to right? have that conversation with your agent. But as we hit a period of time in, in, in real estate where interest rates are at the highest that they've been in the last 20 years, it is so important to note that when you get your monthly mortgage payment, your HOA is not involved in that Correct. quote. Yes, it is accounted for in your loan. For qualifications. For qualifications, but that does not mean that when you pay your mortgage, your HOA is covered. And that is something that I really want to drive home, whether it's townhome, condo, single family residence, whatever it is, mm -hmm. it is your responsibility to cover your mortgage plus your HOA. And what we're seeing, at least from what I've seen with my clients recently, is these these HOAs and these companies that are building these these you know, neighborhoods and, and condo developments, they're taking into account how much responsibility they are assuming for things like water, internet, snow clearance, insurance, insurance, all master of that. policy. So that's why I just wanted to touch on it because it is so mm -hmm. important that as you're gearing up, understanding that when you get your mortgage, that's not the only thing that you're paying for. There are other things that you have to account for monthly that if you just got your mortgage and you were going, yeah, I want to buy this property, 
you may be able to buy that property on what you projected to pay monthly, but add in all these other things like HOAs because that could put you in into that home poor situation. And it could be good or bad. My insurance went up. Mm-hmm. My insurance doubled. Yep. When you're within a condo community, they will be like, well, we're going to shop you and mm-hmm. we're going to keep the HOA the same. I had to shop my own damn insurance well, because we, it doubled. Well, we just talked about my, two my, episodes ago, right? Two, my insurance went ago. from $2,500 to 5000 Colorado right now across the board for car insurance and home insurance is one of the most liable states in the country. Because we got hit by hail, hail for like three months straight. We got wildfires, right? Yeah. We got yeah. auto theft is becoming Flood. huge. Flood. We got flooding. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't think that, right? But that's, that's honestly, that's why we wanted to cover it. Because if you are looking for a home right now, we already know it's hard. But take into account different things that you may not think of. And that's why, again, having a good real estate agent that will tell you, hey, guys, I know you can afford the mortgage monthly payment on this, but let's take a look at this HOA. And you know what? This I, I love the podcast for a, for a few reasons. We, we're giving information to the general public, but... This is second nature for me, mm-hmm. right? I don't, I don't think about this. Mm-hmm. I just, I just know you this do is, it every day. yeah, I do yeah. it every day. And it's, it's a refresher that I got to re-educate the client. Mm-hmm. Look, this is all encompassing. We have, I, I calculate it right off the back. I'm, I'm already doing it, but I have to re-explain mm-hmm. why that works. We have the largest generation in American history coming into home buying age. Yeah, boomers, you're not. You, you can't hold that title anymore. You guys, you guys are done. They're coming into home buying age. Did you just tell them to die. And unfortunately, Did you just tell them to die. But, they're, they're older, <laughs> man. Come on. Unfortunately, a lot of the people that are coming in are ignorant to these things. That's even as small as an HOA. So again, that's why we do this podcast for you guys to bring information and make sure that you are the most prepared. But I think now is a perfect time to move into our one rock takeaway for today's episode. Um, I think I let I think I gave way to Jameson on the last episode. So Oscar, do you want to take it? You want me to take it? I'll take it. Okay. Um, my one, one rock takeaway for me is um, if you're coming into the the home buying arena, um, there's more entailed in the day to day things that you think, mm-hmm. um, and some of the stuff that you think that's bad is actually for your benefit. And ask your agent why. Mm-hmm. Ask your agent why is it going to benefit you or why it's not going to benefit you because you're going to come in hating HOAs and at the end of the day, you're like, I think I want some HOA. I want that accountability partner mm-hmm. because I'm probably, I'm probably not going to myself exert the energy to paint my house or I need a constant reminder on this. It, it actually takes that liability off of you. Hey, I got that letter. Oh, shoot. You know what? I better take care of this. I like it. I like it. Uh, my one rock takeaway for HOAs overall is going to be it's up to you. And if you don't put the effort in to know who your representatives are, if you don't put the effort in to go to meetings, if That's you good. don't put the effort in to know what those regulations and those, those rules are, you're going to lose out. You may lose out on your, the price of your home when you sell. You may lose out by having to pay fees. But at the end of the day, we are living in an information-heavy ecosystem now in society. And guess what, guys? We have a beautiful opportunity that we can email, we can go on an HOA website, we can go to our community website, you could pull up rules and regulations, and guess what? You don't even have to sit down and read through it for two hours like Oscar did. Or the you minutes. Hit, you hit control F on your keyboard, and you can find certain things. So just take the time and take the responsibility on yourself, and if you have a question, if you're worried about something, reach out, talk to your delegate, go online, print out the documents, search for it if it's a PDF. You are in control of what the outcome 
of your HOA is. If you have a knowledgeable agent, he's going to tell you all these exactly. things. Exactly. And I love the fact that I'm old and jaded in this business and everything <laughs> is like second nature. I think I know. I No, I love the fact that you're like, yes, this needs to be brought to a light. And I'm like, oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thank I love you, it, Charlie. Oscar. I appreciate I like it, it man. I like Thank it. you. You stole mine. <laughs> Great so, minds, man. Great so, minds. So rude. Now I got to think of another one on the fly. Um, I think my takeaway is understand that when you're either buying a house, living in a house that you previously bought five, six, seven, eight years ago, whatever it is, you are, unless you are on a 170-acre ranch in the middle of fucking nowhere, Mm -hmm. you are part of a community. And Mm. therefore, you have a responsibility. (laughs) Hugo doesn't have an up. To help uphold mm-hmm. that community's standards and values. And I think that goes for people that have an HOA and people that don't. Mm-hmm. I am the type of person that if I am on five acres without an HOA, if I'm an unincorporated Douglas County, whatever it looks like with no HOA, I am still going to have pride of ownership because yeah. I understand that my value of what I own is only mm-hmm. going to go up mm-hmm. in conjunction with everybody else around me. Vanity runs my life. If I can do my part, mm-hmm. whether or not neighbors in a non-HOA or non-deeded, deed-restricted community follow my suit, I can at least go to bed and go, you know what? I did my part. Mm-hmm. And if it gets unbearable, I'll fucking move. But I will move knowing that my property will sell at a higher price than any of my other neighbors that don't take care of this I am shit. constantly checking my neighborhood. Yep. yep. I mm-hmm. am that guy. I am I I have painters on the outside of my house and yeah. inside of my house right now. Mm-hmm. I do not want to be that guy, but that's just how I live. Yeah. Yep. And guess what? My HOA is going to be the guy that's going to check yeah. me on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You so know? just understand you're part of a community yep. and your job in society is to help uphold that community. And the HOA is kind of the, you know, the, the bowling alley bumpers yep. that yeah. allow us to stay within Especially that. Especially as we move into this, you know, remote work world as you don't see as many people, you don't go out. I, I recently picked up a, a book my buddy recommended for me is Bowling Alone. And it basically, the first two chapters go over how we as a society have moved away from community based on, as we've gotten larger. And that's what it looks like on the outside. Mm-hmm. But when you really dig in and you look at different neighborhoods, different cities, it's actually gone up because even though we are separate from each other, we all have the same end goal. And that is so important to remember, especially when it comes to an HOA, that we all work together. And if we do, your property value is going to go up. Your quality of life is going to go up because you're going to enjoy your neighbors. You're going to have more opportunities to have fun with your neighbors. And overall, I hate me for it. I think HOAs are a good thing. No, I'm in that 88%. Well, you bowling alone. Saying, 85% of the yep. Bowling alone, it resonates with golfing alone. Right. right? <laughs> it's the same shit. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're out there scoring yeah. the, the, the fewest strokes possible but you're worried about everybody else well you exactly. know what to take that uh, to take that metaphor a little one step further right when you're golfing you're golfing against yourself absolutely right yeah 100%. but you're you're in a community of people that care at least for about that golf course because and nobody oh, questions yeah. it right right angle car path only fix your divots mm-hmm. fill in the holes in the fairway stop driving on drive a certain way yes like all these different things because it upholds that that whole that whole deal and, right and to charlie's point it's going up because there's a finite amount of land. Mm-hmm. So all that's going to happen is people are going to continue to get more densely packed into certain areas yep. where you're not going to have a choice. Nope. You're either going to get Mad Maxed right. or <laughs> let's, let's 
control this shit. Exactly. It's like I, my neighbors probably don't give two shits what I do. They're super cool. Yep. Todd, Mark, and Raquel—they're super cool neighbors. I was—I lucked out. They're super nice. I try to be inside my house by nine because I do have outdoor yep. speakers. Because yeah, exactly. I, I like to smoke a cigar, have some bourbon outside. There was only one night. I got a little carried away. I had my speaker still going. I backed to open space, so I'm sure it echoes out to the rest of. What's the dude that's buying that that that's selling? Not the big builder. Coffin. Coffin. Yeah. There's that coffin home to yep. the left, and then the really nice ones are over here. Whatever. It was eleven o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. I went up to pee. Mark came out. I was like, "Hey, Oscar, can you just turn it down just, just a little bit? You can still enjoy yourself. Just turn it down." And I was like. Oh, yeah, sure. I yelled down to my wife. I was like, hey, turn it down. I went back in. I peed. I was like, you know what? It's my house. God damn it. I need it. <laughs> and I was like, hey, it's 11 o'clock at night. Chill the hell out. I was like, oh, shit. Sorry. Yep. I, I do have pride of ownership. Yep. I want my house to be nice. I want to be the, if I could be the, the example of the community, I will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hold in regards my house because what I own only it's going to show you who I am. Exactly. Yep. You know, I'm going to yep. care for you as a person. Look at my house. It's I a care reflection for that. of who you are. It's a reflection of who Absolutely. you are. And I think an HOA is, and, and this was an aha moment for me, the HOA is your accountability yep. partner. I love that. If, yeah. if ran well. Yes, yes absolutely. Like but again, it's only ran well if you participate. Yep. Uh, yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Participate in yep. your HOA. And I'll tell you what, um, this, it's time to move into the Bourbon Review. And hey, I, hold on. It's been a couple weeks, so yeah. why don't you give the people a refresher on how this works? Yes. So for the Bourbon Review, guys, we rate it on a scale of 1 to 10, and one to 10 it is a rock rating. Yep. So 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest, because with a good bourbon, the less, less rocks you have to put in it, the better the bourbon is, right? Like a neat. Um, and I will tell you what. I tell you I what. I tell you what. <laughs> There's some South Carolina. <laughs> I tell you what. Um, I think there has to be a disclaimer. Charlie, in no way, shape, or form, has been threatened no. <laughs> by the cartel to give this bourbon a specific rating. No, but you know, we, I think that it's common for us, especially when we get 100, 100 proof, to relate it to Smoke Wagon. Yeah. Um, and fun fact, I talked to them about Smoke Wagon, and they, they were like, dude, what they've done from a small distillery out of Las Vegas, what they've been able to do is phenomenal. And I think I that this is a great example of a bourbon that, and we always talk about for, for people who, you know, don't drink bourbon often, I would recommend this bottle wholeheartedly. I want to taste their, their flavored batches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really do. Absolutely. And I'm not a big fan of yeah, flavored I think this anything. Is a, this and Smoke Wagon, to me, mm-hmm. two completely different bourbons. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. This one, to, for me... To the point of when you say, like, we like to compare them. Yeah. No, we were t- I, I don't think you can. I we we were talking about Michter's. Yeah. That, that's yeah. what I, I was drinking this week. Michter's is Michter's. It's, it's a bourbon that tastes like fucking bourbon. Yeah. It's yep. a bourbon, bourbon's man, bourbon mm-hmm. drinker. Yes. And it is what it is. And this is, like... Right? This is this is In a good way, it's out there. Yeah. This is something for me where I would feel comfortable bringing this to anybody's house, mm-hmm. bring this with a cigar, you know, the sweetness, the, the, the sweetness note. And we talk about this all the time. I, I have a sweeter palate for me, this, this bourbon right here, 
is I, I think exactly what it is the whiskey cartel, the executive, a gentleman's bourbon. You can have this with a cigar. It will add to the sweetness of any wrap. Um, I, I genuinely enjoy the complexity that comes with it. A lot of the time with a hundred proof, if it's sweeter, you get hit with that sweetness in the front end. It's very and one it, dimensional. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't linger, yeah. right? This one, you can make a Manhattan from it. You can make an or artificial flavoring. I yeah. hate that. Like, I don't know yeah. Like right. And this one, I, for me, from the story behind it, the, the example that it's set, I, I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this one a 3.5. A what? A 3.5. I love the complexity, the, the, the vanilla, the caramel, the spice forward for me. The fact that the spice almost totally covers the burn is an amazing example of flavor because you're not, you're, you're not getting the burn when you go to smell it. You're not getting that, uh, that wretch back when you take a sip. It goes from spice to, to sweetness with the flavor in the caramel, and then that heat stays on your tongue but you also get the, the complexity, the sweetness. I'm getting a little bit of apricots, a little bit more of that, that mm-hmm. sweeter fruit on the back end that's sitting there. But I think that this, yeah, 3.5 for me, this will lend itself well to anything you want to do with it. If you don't mind, I need to take some notes off of that because I, I have a completely different palate than you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more of a savory guy. Yep. I, I like peppery, hot stuff. And I am not a fan of sweet, mm-hmm. but this sweet is good. This mm-hmm. sweet maintains the same. Um, after I'm done drinking, I have notes of like cake, yeah. um, notes of, of like apple pie crust. Um, it's, it's a good, it's a good sweet. It's not overpowering artificial in your face. I'm done drinking. Um, uh, uh you know, what's, uh, the decongestion wine that you drink, you yep. know, after your meal, it's, it's not that it's, it's sweeter it, it is what it is, but it has its own, it holds its own ground amongst the, it's not straight bourbon in your face, Chattanooga chew, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's different. It's sweet. It hits a palate sweet, at least for me, goes down sweet. For it being a hunter proof, I'm impressed that it doesn't burn as much and the lingering sweet isn't artificial. It's, it evolves into something like cake batter for me and I'm okay with that. I like it. It's it's different. Um, if we compare it to something that that smoke wagon has done, um, it, it it holds its own realm of what they're doing, and I can appreciate that. Um, it drinks well. Uh, I could finish the rest of the bottle. Um, it's not my go-to as far as I'm gonna go drink bourbon and have a cigar. But if you bring that to my house, I'm like hell yeah. I'm, I'm gonna tell you what cigar I'm gonna pick, and I'm gonna enjoy the hell out of that bottle. Mm-hmm. I I genuinely like it. Um, it's different from my go-to or for, for what my palate does, but I'm grateful for what they're doing. Hell yeah. What, and it's a hundred proof and I think they're doing a great job. It's five years. I could respect the five years that they waited for this. I'm going to give it a solid three. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm going to like completely it. upend our rating system. Okay. I, th- one, I love it. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's great. Uh, I, I agree with both of what you guys said. I also have a kind of a sweetness forward palate when it mm-hmm. comes to bourbon. That's probably why I like Buffalo Trace so much. Yep. Um, but when I drink, you know, uncut, unfiltered from Smoke Wagon, I really, really enjoy the harsh complexity mm-hmm. of that, right? And that's why I think this and Smoke Wagon are on completely different it's sides like of the It's like eating spectrum. a good dessert you know I mean? and eating a good yeah. entree. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Exactly. You could appreciate both. I enjoy both. a really, really good cheesecake, but I also enjoy a A5 Wagyu mm-hmm. filet. Peppery right. steak. Totally different. Yes. I would enjoy them the same. Yep. You give those to me at lunchtime, I, 
Depends on my mood. I'll drink. I'll, I'll eat both. Here's my contention. Yeah. Our rock rating is based on the amount of rocks I would put in this bourbon. That's the hard part for me. I yes. I, I think I would rather drink this neat. Yes. Than with a cube, only because it flirts on. It's already easy to drink. Mm-hmm. I actually think a rock as it melts would, would hurt this. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why. But that or would will also it? mean that I would give it a zero, right? <laughs> which would be the highest rated <laughs> bourbon or, or will ever done. It? Maybe you, you know put I mean? a rock in there, and you're like, "Holy crap!" I right? just I don't know. I think it's it's mm-hmm. it's such to me for for a hundred proof. Yes. It is a very delicate bourbon. Yes. You know what? Like the best way I could describe. If we it. do this again. Drink it throughout. Yeah, and then drop some drop drops some, in yeah. there. Yeah, and let it sit. Yeah, and at I just, the end, I don't sip and sip, I and then don't see what it know does. If the burn would hold up once it's watered down, and yes. I think the burn is what gives it that balance. That balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's tough for me because I'm like, well, really, if we're doing a rock rating, like zero. Yeah. I, I drink this neat all day long, <laughs> yep. but I'm like, well, wait a second, that's not how this works. In conjunction, I think you brought a good point. I think the balance is there. Don't fuck with it. Yeah. Because it might yes. throw it off. Mm-hmm. Which I like. Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I like the fact that it balances they, itself they out. distilled this bourbon, I think, and I haven't talked to him, you have, knowing that, like, you know what? We want to drink this neat. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to put ice in it. All right. So I, I, I'm going to let you give your number first. Well, okay. Here's my second question What's the cost on this thing? So the cost is ranging anywhere between 45 and 55. Okay. That's so, good. Yeah. Pretty, pretty relative. What do you I thinking? don't know that I would. I don't. I don't know that I could or would make an old fashioned with this. I don't okay. think I would. It, the flavors and the sweetness would would fuck it up. You know what I would do if I did? I'd do a smoked old fashioned. Yes, whiskey That's, sour. Mm-hmm. I would do a smoked old fashioned. I wouldn't do a regular smoked, smoked old fashioned. I think would be smoke great with would this. still it allow would it to it. keep some of that mm-hmm. character. Something with just bitters and yeah. something I else. Think, to Manhattan. Charlie's point, or, I no, no. Uh, yeah. uh, what's mm-hmm. uh, not a mint julep? There's another big bourbon thing that. It, it would hold well with. Like I, Manhattan versus Old yeah, Fashioned. Yeah, Manhattan for this um, Yeah, absolutely, Manhattan. Mm-hmm. I, man, dude, I, mm, it reminds me of Dexter. Yes. And I think I gave Dexter like a two, two and a half. Mm-hmm. I think Dexter has a little bit more complexity. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to go, I, I think I'm going to go in between you guys. I'm going to go three, two, five. Okay. I like it. That's perfect. Yeah, I think I'm and three, and here's, here's the fun part, it's guys. It's so like I said, I met with these guys, right? Uh, we met out. We met out at the famous here in Castle Rock. It's a new new uh, steak steakhouse out here. Uh, they carry them. So if you do live in Colorado or Castle Rock, head down there. You can get their flavored bourbons. You can get the executive like we have here. Re- question: Do yeah. they carry them in all the famous or just the one in Castle Rock? So as of right now, I only know of the one in Castle Rock. Okay. Um, but to your point, the first time I had this with them, I had a rock. I had a clear rock yeah. sitting in the glass, and I looked at them and I was like, "Guys, I'm gonna be honest with you." I, I'm gonna do the next one neat. See, yeah, and yeah, I'm not crazy. Yeah, no, no, not, not at not all. Crazy. And I love that you said that. And yeah. and it's it honestly, I I think it gives me a little bit of credibility when it comes uh. to bourbon <laughs> drinking, right? But that's exactly what I said, and yeah. that is what they told me is we made this to be enjoyable, to be sipped, and I'm excited to see what they do as they start to expand. I so, think that's a that's a great model yeah. as far as bourbon. Yeah, bourbon's bourbon's made to however you want to drink it. Yep. Nope. That's good. I'm glad. I had no knowledge of this conversation previously. That's why I dropped Neither it. Do I. Um, but yeah, so I, I agree. I think I think need is the way to go. That's why it, it's tough on the rating. But a three two five, I can't. I still think Dexter is superior. 
Still, well, Dexter was top, I still top twelve I spirits in the world. I understood. <laughs> it's it's a hunter proof. Yep. It has a it has a, a flavor and sweet forward palate. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a ton of bite. Yep. We both opened it and we're like, "What the fuck is this?" Yep. Right. So it's very similar. I just think that it's man. I don't even know how to explain. like it's it's just slightly more complex. Yes. To the point where I could, I could sip it neat, or I could put it on the rocks. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the purpose, right? If I sip something neat. And it has a certain flavor profile. My expectation is that I put rocks in a rock in it. It opens it up to even more. Yes. This I actually think it might take it away. Yeah. So that's why it's. I can agree. I agree. That, I can agree, I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. I know we were away for two weeks, but it's been so fun to come back with you and be here as always. Hell yeah. And remember, you can catch us on YouTube every Monday to Wednesday for our video. We drop our audio every Friday. Um, we are the boy band, right? Like we said. We drop our vocals every Friday. Um, We're going to be, aren't we the opening act for NSYNC's reunion tour? Damn right. Right? Damn right. Um, You can catch us on YouTube, Living in Colorado, The Mile High Perspective. Remember, guys, like, follow. Or the Taylor Swift Kelsey. Yeah, the new one. Like, follow, and share. Uh, We're here for you guys. Recommend more bourbon. Recommend us places to go on the channel. We got some more community spotlights dropping for you guys. Lone Um, Tree coming at you. And as always, you can get in contact with us. Send us an email at resotr at themilehighperspective.com or give us a phone call. 303-578-0263. And then obviously, subscribe to Taylor Swift. We're on the socials. That's right. So Oscar, where where are you at? OscarTheRealtor.com. Cross the board. Changed it. That lifting agent. Instagram and TikTok. And... The Colorado real estate guy, pretty much everywhere. Jameson Amherst on Facebook. Guys, we'll catch you next week. Thank you for being with Cheers. us again. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. Remember, you can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and for the weekly video version, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Living in Colorado, The Mile High Perspective.